Okay, it's time to get you right. It's the legal lens with Angela Redock Wright. KBLA Talk, 1580. Every Saturday, 11 a.m., baby. Bringing light to law. Hit the educate, engage, and empower you all. Leading attorneys, policy makers. No fake in history in the making. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens. It's time for the legal lens. Go, 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 go. Yes, it is time for the Legal Lens Show. Hello, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. This is the fourth weekend of July 2022, and you are listening to the Legal Lens Show with Angela Redock Wright. And this is yours truly, Angela Redock Wright. And we bring law to light each Saturday and Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, broadcasting to you live from one of my favorite places in the world, Lamert Park, USA, which is part of the famous. Crenshaw District of Los Angeles and guess what folks Destination Crenshaw is coming to you very soon that is going to be an art project that highlights and celebrates the work of black artists and the um, lives of black folks in the Crenshaw area of Los Angeles so I'm certainly looking forward to that and so happy that our KBLA 1580 station is in the heart of this very vibrant community and if you have not been here lately be sure to check out Lamert Park it's an amazing place as I say each weekend it is an amazing opportunity to renew to refresh to spend time with our loved ones and to do the things that bring us joy I hope you're doing something today and this weekend that brings you joy and puts a smile on your face. It is also a great time to show love and kindness to others. And I think we all can agree that the world needs a lot more compassion, love and kindness. So if you don't do anything else this weekend, folks, find some joy for yourself and show some love and kindness and compassion to others. Um, Many, many thanks to JSTAR at JSTAR Music on Instagram for our jingle. Odell can attest. Um, Odell's our, my great engineer for the show. He can attest that um, each weekend this that song gets me going and it really hypes me up. We love that song. Thank you, J-Star. And congratulations to, to Tavis Smiley. Um, you've heard throughout the the various shows and the commercials that we are having a big celebration at KBLA Talk 1580 this this summer because um, one, we just celebrated our one year anniversary. Kudos to Tava Smiley, the founder, the visionary for the station. But as a part of the one year anniversary, um, the station also commissioned a study, a survey, a poll by the polling company Eviterus, headed by actually one of our um, past legal lens guests, Shakari Byerly, who is also part of my law pie family, the Los Angeles African-American Women's Public Policy Institute. And Eviterus, um, they polled a number of individuals and the polls showed that uh, KBLA 1580 in just its first year anniversary among California African-American and Southern California African-American and other listeners that KBLA Talk 1580 is your most trusted, your most credible and your most reliable talk radio station um, uh, uh, west of the Mississippi. Uh, and we're excited about that and we look forward to building 
and growing from that news and that analysis. And guess what? We couldn't do it without you, our faithful listeners. So please continue to um, tune in. Please continue to call in. Let us know what you think. Um, Let us know how we can improve and how we can continue to make KBLA Talk 1580 your trusted source for news that impacts our community. So kudos again to KBLA and to Tavis, Tavis Smiley on this great news. And you can listen to us by downloading our KBLA Talk 1580 app. You can take us anywhere you go. Um, If you download the app, you don't have to sit by your radio. You can go and work out. You can go take your kids to the park. You can go do those things, like I said, that bring you joy and listen to us all at the same time. So definitely download our app and not only listen to Legal Lens, but listen to all the other great shows um, throughout the week. And and by the way... um, Kudos to Reva Martin. I listened to her show on my way into the studio, and she just always knocks it out the park with her guests, with her topics. And um, I'm so happy that following me is a new KBLA host, Cassie Betts, who the name of her show is Talk Tech to Me, and she is already knocking it out the park as well. So these ladies and others, they just help me to continue to raise the bar, raise my game, make sure that I'm always on target in terms of trying to produce great shows um, for you all. Of course, with my amazing team, Maisha Cairo, whose voice you hear um, daily on the show as uh, with the KBLA Black Minute and Irina, my social media manager and Odell and so many others that help us to have a great show. Speaking of great shows, I'm super excited about our show today. You guys, you say, Angela, you're excited about every show. And I am because we put so much love and passion into um, identifying topics and finding guests that we think will be um, bring light to law and which which we believe will help to highlight some of the important issues in our community. And today's show is no different. Um, we are welcoming um, two men who are stalwarts in the legal profession and have done so many great things in their legal work and their community work. None other than attorneys Brian Williams and Jamon Hicks. Both are a part of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission. Brian Williams is the executive director and Jamon Hicks is the vice chair of the commission. And if you live in Los Angeles County, you know that the sheriff's department is regularly in the news. And so this commission provides oversight for the sheriff's department. And Brian and Jamon are going to help us understand the role of the, the, the commission, how they're helping to improve the state of police, policing and law enforcement in the Los Angeles County area, and how their work serves as a model um, for the rest of the country. So I'm looking forward to having them join us in our next segment so stay tuned for sure but before we go to our next segment in our commercial come forward with our commercials um this day in history i always like to share a little knowledge for y'all so this day in history um july 20th 1868 the 14th amendment which validated validated citizenship rights for all persons born naturalized in the U.S. was ratified. And just a few days after that, on July 23rd, 1868, the 14th Amendment validated citizenship for African Americans in the U.S., an important day. And 
since that day, it has become increasingly more important, in, in especially in these times, that we exercise our rights to vote and our rights as citizens of the United States. And then lastly, we're celebrating some birthdays today. Actor Danny Glover, um, his birthday is July 22nd, 1946. And we know him for his his acting um, in Lethal Weapon and The Color Purple, among other um, great work that he's done. Um, actor Eric LaSalle, his birthday is July July 23rd, 1962. And he, of course, is most famous for his Jerry Curl in Coming to America and also his role on ER, on NBC's ER. And then finally, um, Funk, Funkadelic leader, parliament leader, George Clinton. His birthday is July 22nd, 1941. And today we're going to celebrate George Clinton's birthday by playing some of his music as I, as we transition to our different segments. So happy birthday to all of those folks. And folks, grab your coffee, grab your tea, download the app, take us wherever you go. Stay tuned. We have a great show talking about the Los Angeles Police Sheriff's Oversight, um, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission with attorneys Brian Williams and Jamon Hicks coming forward in our next segment. KBLA Talk 1580, your station of choice. More of Legal Lens with Angela Reddick-Bright. Helping you see legal issues more clearly when we come forward. Yes, that is Flashlight by George Clinton in Parliament. And we're celebrating George Clinton's birthday this week by playing some of our favorite songs by him in the Parliament, Funkadelic Parliament. And you're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. This is Legal Lens with Angela Redock Wright. And today our show focuses on the great work of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission, which is um, the executive director of that that group is Br- attorney Brian K. Williams. There are a number of Brian Williamses in the world, so not to be confused <laughs> with any other Brian Williams, where today we welcome to the show Brian K. Williams and attorney Jamon Hicks. Um, attorney Williams, are you on the line? I am. I'm right here. Happy to be here. Good. I'm so happy to finally have you on the show. How are you today? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Let me say I was trying to catch my breath because I was up dancing to your hype theme song. Oh, see, <laughs> so I picked some good songs today, hopefully. You did, you they did. Have, thank you, thank you. And um, Attorney Jamon R. Hicks, are you on the line? I am, I am. Thanks again, Angela, for having me back on the show. I appreciate it. Of course, I'm so excited to have you back and to talk about um, some of the great work you've been doing even since you and your partner, Carl Douglas, your law partner, Carl Douglas, were on earlier this year in January. So let me just introduce our guests to um, both of you. Um, you've had amazing careers, and there's so much we could highlight. So I'm just going to give some brief highlights, and then we'll jump into our discussion. Um, Brian K. Williams is an attorney and is the executive director of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission. And that commission was established um, by the Los Angeles County Board of Super. Supervisors in November of 2016. In addition to this role, Attorney Williams also has his own law firm, the Brian K. Williams Law Group, um, which is a criminal defense and civil litigation firm where he has tried over 100 state and federal cases. Um, Brian is sort of like myself in that we, we're attorneys, but we um, expand our work into doing other things and delving into other areas. So Brian has had the great distinction of also serving as the president and CEO of Junior Achievement and as the executive director of the Southern California Leadership Network, amongst other roles. 
I first met Brian when he was an assistant city attorney in the Los Angeles City Attorney's Office, um, last working with former city attorney and mayor, former mayor James K. Hahn. And when James Hahn became the mayor of Los Angeles, um, Brian uh, was appointed as a deputy mayor overseeing such areas as transportation, and I had the great honor of serving as a commissioner under Mayor Hahn and uh, with Brian's leadership under for the City of Los Angeles Transportation Commission for many years. So thank you, Brian, first, just for, you know, helping me to be engaged in the City of Los Angeles. When I look back over my own career, I definitely look at that time as an important time for my development. And you were certainly a part of that. And I, I so appreciate it. Thank you. Can I just say I, I cannot be more excited um, to see your success, and I'm just flat out proud of you, Angela, and I'm grateful to be on your show this morning, but I'm like that proud older brother who's watched his little sister blossom, so I'm excited for you, and congratulations to you. Thank you so much, and it's so funny when, I, as I was going over your bio, I'm like, wow, Brian has done a lot, and he's only like 35 <laughs> years old. How did he do all of this? <laughs> Especially right. when I read that you were in the city attorney's office for 11 years, so I can't, I don't know how right. it's possible that you You've done all these these great things. So good for you. And of course, Brian is decorated with so many accolades. He's a graduate of UCLA School of Law as well as UCLA undergrad. Um, so welcome, Brian. And joining him, we have attorney Jamon R. Hicks, um, who is a partner at the Douglas Hicks, Hicks Law Firm of Los Angeles. And the um, Douglas in that firm is Carl Douglas, who an attorney that we all know and love. And I had the pleasure of having them both on the show um, early, earlier this year in January to talk about some of the work they're doing. Prior to joining Douglas Hicks, um, Jamon was a senior associate with the Cochran Law Firm, the Johnny Cochran Firm, and before that even worked um, at first with Carl Douglas um, when it was just the law office of Carl Douglas. Jamon has just shines as one of the top trial attorneys, not just in our city and our state, but in the country. He has had... Um, millions of dollars in verdicts, both on criminal or civil matters. And he's represented um, numerous individuals in criminal cases and had those cases dismissed. Um, he is a professor and graduate at Loyola Law School, as well as UC Berkeley undergrad. He too is decorated with so many accolades, too many to name here. Um, and is very active in our Black Bar Association, Consumer Attorneys Law Association, and, and so many other organizations. Um, welcome, Jamon. I'm so glad to have you again as well. Thank you again, Angela. Look forward to our discussion. And maybe I'll start with Jamon um, because so Jamon, uh, his connection to today's conversation is he's the vice chair of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission, and today's show really focuses on the work of that commission. But we have to start by, um, Jamon, I have to congratulate you. I understand that you and the firm had a great recent victory, trial victory, on a Northern California case. Um, I read about it, I believe, a few weeks ago. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, we, there was a, uh, a military veteran, uh, 25 years, that was accused of identity theft. So he was essentially accused of hacking someone's computer to gain their um, personal identifying information to then hack other people. And we were able to show that, sadly, what had happened is that he himself was hacked, and that person was using his information to hack others. Um, and so after a three-week trial, 
fortunately, the jury agreed, and, and he was found not guilty. Oh, wow. So you, I mean, in this um, day and age where privacy and security, especially when it comes to our Internet usage and our um, social media usage is so important. So I'm, it sounds like you learned a lot about that world and how it works. I, I did. It was challenging, but, but <laughs> I did learn a lot about IP addresses and remote access and that kind of stuff. Well, congratulations again. And then your Thanks. your wife, who is also an outstanding, um, amazing trial attorney uh, with her own firm, um, Brittany Engelman Hicks, um, she had, uh, along with the team from Ivy McNolan Wyatt, had a great verdict um, yesterday, I believe, right? $25 million yes. in a civil case. Can you give us a little, and we're going to, Brittany, if you're listening, we're going to have you on the show very soon, but maybe um, Jamon could be your proxy just for 30 seconds to tell us a little bit about that case. Yes, it was a, an employment case where a, a teacher in a, in a unified school district um, was retaliated against. Uh, he had complained about issues before and had actually a racial discrimi- discrimination lawsuit before. And pretty much the theory was that since that uh, lawsuit, they were trying to retaliate and find reasons and try to come up with different reasons to have him terminated. And uh, the, the, that great legal team with uh, Brittany and, and Rodney, they were able to, to show the jurors that what the district did was wrongful, and I think the measure of the amount of their verdict show how angry they were at the way that this professor, this long-term professor, was treated. So it was a huge, huge, huge victory. We're, we're so, so, so proud. Um, so, yeah, the, the Hicks household has had a, had a nice month. I love it. I love it. Well, keep up the great work. And you referenced Rodney. And just for our listeners, that attorney is Rodney Diggs, who is a partner with the the law firm here in Los Angeles, Ivy McNeil Wyatt. And I believe Diggs may be on the name as well now, right? Um, so kudos to to all of them. Well, let's jump into the heart of our discussion about the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission and um, Executive Director Attorney Brian K. Williams. Tell us, what is this commission and how did it come about? What's its purpose? Sure. First, let me just say we're so excited to have Jamon on the commission, and I'm personally excited to uh, have him as our vice chair. He's going to bring some great leadership and energy that I think the commission needs. The uh, commission was established in 2016, and it was really uh, it was the force of the community joining with certain members of the Board of Supervisors to bring this commission to fruition. Uh, we have nine members, five of whom are appointed directly uh, by the Board of Supervisors for what we call community members who are uh, folks who are voted on by members of the board themselves and then represented, presented to the Board of Supervisors for sitting on the commission itself. We're uh, designed to really add transparency to the L.A. County Sheriff's Department and to act as a bridge between the people uh, in the community and the Sheriff's Department. Let me just quickly say this. Our Sheriff's Department is a $3.3 billion department with about 18,000 employees. And a lot of people don't recognize how big it is. It is, in fact, the largest Sheriff's Department in the nation. They also run the largest jail system in the nation, which is also the largest mental health provider uh, uh, perhaps in the nation as well. They patrol about 40 contract cities. Uh, they patrol the community colleges. They p- patrol the courthouse. So every person in L.A. County, whether you live in an unincorporated area or not, you're going to be touched by the L.A. County Sheriff's Department one way or another. 
very briefly, it's had its problems. It's been established since 1850. They have never had oversight in their history. And so starting uh, those four and a half years ago, they finally have oversight. And we do what we can to uh, work on various issues. And, of course, the biggest issue right now is deputy gangs that we're working on. Right, right. And you said before 2016, there was no oversight. And by the way, I did not realize we're the largest sheriff um, department in the country with such yeah. a large budget and oversight for so much. Um, so thank you for sharing that. So it started in 2016, no prior oversight before then. By the way, Brian, I also remember when you were deputy mayor, um, Mayor Hahn established a police over LAPD police oversight commission specifically for a particular case at that time. But I, I know you have had you've done this work even before before now yes. before the sheriff's department. But what was the impetus? Um, what led to the moment in time where the board of supervisors said we have got to have oversight and they pushed it forward. And I believe it was former um, supervisor, Mark Ridley Thomas and Janice, current supervisor, Janice Hahn that carried this forward. Oh no, Hilda right, Solis, right. I believe. Yeah. It, Hilda Solis, correct. You have to give great credit to uh, Mark Ridley Thomas for really pushing this forward. You know, the community really said enough is enough. I, I grew up in Los Angeles, and I can remember my parents telling me when I was a kid to always be careful with, with the police department if you ever stopped by the police, but to be extra careful if you were ever stopped by the sheriff's department. They just had a bad reputation for their dealings with young men, especially young men of color. When we look at the sheriff's department, it, is, it was a department that was essentially in turmoil. Uh, the previous sheriff, Sheriff Baca, had been uh, convicted. Uh, there were multiple consent decrees and legal issues happening in the jails. People were literally dying in the jail system itself. The mentally ill weren't being treated at all. There were issues with use of force in the community as well. Let me also say this. I'm not painting a broad stroke over the sheriff's department saying that it's all bad, but it only takes a few bad actors to really spoil the whole pot, and that's what was happening there. The undersheriff, uh, Tanaka, uh, convicted as well. So the community said enough is enough, and they put enough pressure on the Board of Supervisors to create our commission. Um, and our commission has a huge job ahead of it in terms of trying to provide some oversight to this huge department. I see kernels of hope, but clearly our work is cut out for us. Indeed, indeed. And Jamon, maybe you can help us close out this first part, this first segment. We have a, a couple minutes here. So you are a commissioner, one of nine, and sounds, are you recently elected as the vice chair? Are selected? Yes. Okay. So, yes, yes, quite surprising, if I must say. Oh, quite please, surprising. please. <laughs> You're being so humble. <laughs> so what... Um, you you clearly have a busy schedule if you even if you only just look at your trial schedule let alone you know i know your uh husband and a father what um uh, made you say yes to serving on this commission and also accepting the role of vice chair um it, actually the the timing was was kind of perfect i was um as you know angela with the langston bar association um i had the luxury of being a past president and starting a committee that dealt with issues surrounding excessive force and the police accountability, especially in light of, you know, the just the, the rash of police shootings that were gaining national attention. And, um, and, let, and let me really just the, pause you there. For those who sure. don't know, the Langston Bar Association is the John M. Langston Bar Association, which is um, one of the black bar associations here in Los Angeles. Um, go ahead, Jamon. Thank you, Angela. And so what we were, as a bar association, trying to figure out is what would 
what could we do as a brain trust to try and find um, solutions to, to help with these issues with law enforcement and the community. And so through the committee, we were actually trying to see if there was a way to have independent counsel review police shootings, especially deadly shootings, if there was a way to work with our politicians regarding the language in certain assembly bills or Senate bills surrounding how do you define uh, excessive force and whether the force needs to be reasonable versus necessary, especially in the deadly force context. And through that, I I forged a, a relationship with John Matthews, who works for Supervisor Holly Mitchell. Um, he and I have known each other for a while, but but we got close uh, through this committee. And when he approached me about this opportunity, I felt that um, not only not only did I want to do it, but I felt it was my duty to do it um, because this has been my my life's work and my life's passion. And I felt that I could make a more macro impact if it was on the commission as opposed to just dealing with my individual cases, which are just looking at, you know, that one incident. Attorney Hicks, that's a great place to pause. When we come forward, we will continue our conversation. Stay tuned. In the music today, that's Atomic Dog by George Clinton in Parliament. Today we're celebrating George Clinton's birthday this week by playing some of our favorite tunes by him. You're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. This is Legal Lens with Angela. And we're having a great discussion today with attorneys Brian Williams. Williams and Jamon Hicks, um, who are both a part of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission, um, made up of nine members who have responsibility under the leadership and direction of Attorney Williams to provide transparency um, to the work of the Sheriff's Department. Um, just before we um, took our break, we were Jamon, Attorney Jamon Hicks was explaining why it's important for his him to serve and why he decided to serve on the Sheriff's Oversight Commission. I apologize, Attorney Hicks. We have kind of heartbreaks at the half hour. So I apologize for cutting you off. But did you just want to continue kind of framing what brings you to this work and why you're passionate about it? Thanks, Angela. No problem. Um, yeah, so I was saying when I have a, a case, it's an individual case where, where we're looking at what the officers did in that one particular uh, situation, as opposed to on the commission, you know, we're looking at the totality of the, the issues that are plaguing uh, the the L.A. County and the, the sheriff's department and the residents of L.A. County. And so that was much more important to me, and that's why I decided that this would be a great opportunity. I was humbled and privileged to even have the opportunity, and so I'm, I'm really enjoying, although I'm still very new to it, I'm really enjoying everything that I'm learning, and it really fuels my passion. That's amazing. You're definitely the right person for the job, so I'm, I'm proud to see that that appointment. Um, Attorney Brian Williams, um, give us, um, you described the purpose and the founding of the commission, and um highlighted one of your key initiatives around gang deputies, but I saw on your website that there have been some other key milestones and successes of the um, commission. Can you give us a little, um, brag a little bit, tell us what you believe you all have been able to accomplish since 2016, and then we'll jump into what are some of the current initiatives. Sure, sure. So we've we've spent uh, early on, you know, 
we, we try to have a work plan for the year, but just that like life goes, things just sort of pop up for us one way or another. So we've worked on issues involving immigration, for example, early on. A big issue for us was making sure that the Sheriff's Department got body-worn cameras. You know, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department was, once again, the largest uh, police agency in the nation that did not have body-worn cameras. And so uh, we were happy to really push that effort forward and to have some good uh, regulations around the body-worn cameras. We've certainly spent a lot of time working on the issue of COVID in the jails, uh, making sure that the jails were safe for folks who were in custody of the county jail system, making sure the folks were getting vaccinated, and reducing the jail population as much as we could during the height of the pandemic. Uh, We continue to work on issues involving use of force. Of course, Deputy Gaines will talk a little bit more about that. That is a big issue for us. But just imagine you have an 18,000-member department in a community of 10 million people. Just about everything you could imagine pops up, and we try to address as many issues as we can. One last thing I want to point out, Angela, if I can, is you should know that we are unlike the L.A. Police Commission, the L.A. City Police Commission. They have the power to hire and fire the sheriff and to uh, delve directly into personnel issues. We're an advisory commission, though we now do have subpoena power, so we can tell the sheriff's department to do A, B, C, D, and E, and they can simply say, no, we're not going to do that. So we have to use our subpoena power and our biggest uh, tool in our toolbox, that being the bully pulpit, to try and urge the sheriff's department to uh, adopt the policies that we have established as a commission. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I am trying to understand, and I imagine our listeners may be as well, is... You mentioned some of the the things you all have been able to accomplish, like the body-worn cameras, COVID in jails, use of force issues. So when you're advancing these policies, is it are you able to issue them as directives to the department, the sheriff's department? Are there more, we would encourage you all to do this, and if they happen to adopt it, then great, but if they don't, then it's just a great policy that's out there. Uh, it's, it's unfortunately the latter. We can't order them to do anything. Uh, again, our power is in the power of the subpoena right now, which is great, and also uh, our political power, which really is a weighted power. We do uh, have some movement on items when we're able to shed a light on them, you know, light being the great, the best antiseptic around. So uh, we wish we had more power. I suspect in the future this is really an iterative process for us that we will have more power and authority, uh, but we do what we can with what we have at this point. Right, right. No, this is a, a great starting point, and you've done great things. Um, and I imagine it's easier. When, at the time, in 2016, Sheriff Lee Baca was still the sheriff, right? Or let's... He, he, was, he was on his way out, and we had a newly elected sheriff, the former uh, chief of police out of Long Beach, Jim McDonald. Right, right. So I imagine that the idea and the vision of the Oversight Commission is much easier when there's a sheriff that's in place that is open to the process, open to having the advisory role of the commission, um, and open to receiving recommendations. But if there's a sheriff that doesn't necessarily embrace the process or the commission or sees themselves as, you know, kind of being the sole leader and director of the work, that that's where the tension comes from and the challenge of being able to really influence. Yeah, you know, uh, the way that that, that I personally look at it is Mm -hmm. the sheriff is a figurehead of a huge organization. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're trying to move that organization irrespective of who the sheriff is. But I think it's an easier uh, way to go if we had a sheriff who... um, 
uh, was in agreement with our policies and willing to discuss in a, in a frank and honest matter the issues that are going on in the department. Right, right. And speaking of your subpoena power, I read in the L.A. Times this week that um, the commission did issue a subpoena to the sheriff, and maybe that can help transition us into one of your major initiatives now. Yeah, we we did issue a subpoena to the sheriff and to a number of other people. We've had some difficulty in getting the sheriff to comply with our subpoenas, so uh, we've been working with county council and outside council as well uh, to compel the sheriff to attend uh, these special hearings we've been having on the issue of deputy gangs. And tell us a little bit more. I think most people are following it, but... Um We'd be surprised that not everyone's following every single thing that happens in the news as we do. Right. So give us a right. little insight about this issue of get deputy gangs. Sure. So there's been a long history of deputy gangs in the in the sheriff's department. Some of them started out as, uh, as somewhat innocuous groups, for example, where you worked at a particular station and you may have had a slogan or a banner that you all worked under. But they became dangerous over time. Uh, certainly, there were some federal uh, court action concerning a group called the 3,000 Boys, for example, in the county jail system uh, that were accused of abuses in the jail system. And there are uh, groups called the Grim Reapers. There, there's probably 18 to 19, probably 20 different groups within the sheriff's department that we know of uh, where you have to question whether uh, a person has to use some sort of uh, force to get into them. Uh, they're very exclusive, uh, generally white male uh, uh, groups within the sheriff's department. Uh, they've cost the county because of abuses that they have they have done uh, under the color of law. Literally. 50, 60, 70, even more millions of dollars over time. And we can't even begin to count the number of injuries and violations of the Constitution that members of our com community have been uh, subject to as a result of these gangs. So it's a huge issue for us. Um, the Sheriff's Department, uh, the current sheriff doesn't agree that it's a huge issue, but we've had multiple studies that said that it has been a huge issue. Clearly, the lawsuits uh, indicate that it's a huge issue. You can just talk to folks on the street, and they'll tell you what the, what the issues are. So we've delved into this very seriously. We're having a series of public hearings where we've compelled testimony from current members of the Sheriff's Department, previous members of the Sheriff's Department, and we're hoping within the next two or three months to issue a definitive report to the Board of Supervisors and have the Board of Supervisors take some action uh, based upon our findings. Thank you, uh, Attorney Brian Williams. Um, great insight about the subpoena power of the commission, uh, one of its key initiatives around gang deputies within the Sheriff's Department. I want to know what you expect um, to happen from the subpoena as we come forward in our next segment. And then um, Attorney Jamon Hicks want to hear from you about what does this mean when it comes to police abuse and law enforcement nationwide and what you're seeing in the cases that you're working on. So stay tuned. You're tuned to KBLA Talk 1580. More of Legal Lens with Angela Reddick-Bright. Helping you see legal issues more clearly when we come forward. And we're celebrating the birthday of George Clinton, the head of Parliament of Funkadelic. That's his song, Knee Deep. Happy birthday, George Clinton. You're tuned in to KBLA Talk 1580. This is Legal Lens with Angela. And we have been having a great discussion with attorney Brian K. Williams and attorney Jamon R. Hicks, who are both part of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission. Just before our uh, we came forward, to attorney 
Williams, you were talking about the subpoena power and the recent subpoena out to the sheriff and others um, just recently. Um, do you, what do you expect to happen from those subpoenas? Do you think um, they will respond, the sheriff and others will respond and comply? Uh, well, we're hoping so. We're hoping that, that he'll respond. Uh, we'll see what happens. We're certainly fighting that fight uh, in court, so we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. Attorney Hicks, you also practice in the area of... Um, excessive force and police abuse. What do you think the work of the commission means for the country nationally? Is it, are the work you all doing serving as a foundation for how we should be looking at policing throughout the country? I definitely think so. In fact, I talked to other attorneys throughout the, the nation that deal with specifically this type of work. And I've had conversations about the commission, and, and I think that the two key words of transparency and accountability and figuring out different ways that we can try to hold all departments, not just L.A. County Sheriff's Department, accountable, um, and, and more importantly, explaining and exposing what's going on within the departments to the public. That seems to me to be a trend that we're, you know, we're, our commission is starting and hopefully we'll see more of these types of commissions um, throughout the nation. And we've each time, unfortunately, someone dies by the hand of um, a police, you know, violence or what have you. Um, we see lots of, you know, protests and changes, proposed changes to be made. Do you think, to Attorney Hicks, that, you know, real change is taking place across the country when it comes to these issues? I think it's very, very slow. I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm always uh, going to be a positive person and believe in, in the future. That's just my, you know, that's the way I was raised, and that's my belief. Um, the one thing that I did notice um, with the pandemic and with the George Floyd protests and, and, and Brown and Taylor protests was that it was a much more diverse movement. It wasn't just black people protesting about issues that affect, you know, our lives. And I think that gives me um, some encouragement about the fact that this is now being viewed as more on a human level and not just a, a Black Lives Matter level. Indeed. What about you, Attorney Williams? Um, are you optimist as well? Do you see change happening in a positive way? Well, I, I have to agree with, with Brother Juman. I'm, I'm an eternal optimist as well. And I'm hoping that those folks who showed up at the protests uh, last year and year before last in their Volvos, that same Volvo group will show up the next time, unfortunately, this happens. Indeed, indeed. Um, well, we are talking to attorneys um, Brian K. Williams and Jamon Hicks on their work with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission. They're going to help um, close us out in our next segment. So stay tuned. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. That is One Nation Under Groove by George Clinton. We have been celebrating George Clinton's birthday throughout our show today. Happy birthday, George. Thank you for your contribution to the world of music. Closing out our segment today, Los we've been talking to attorneys Brian K. Williams and Jamon R. Hicks about their work with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission. And let me just say thank you. To these, to these gentlemen for the work you're doing and for being on the front lines and for doing things that matter. Um, we just applaud you and appreciate you so much and have been so grateful to have you on the Legal Lens Show and certainly invite you to come back in the future as your work continues to evolve and develop. Um, to help close us out, uh, Brian, Attorney Brian Williams, um, how can folks get more involved and follow the work of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Commission? 
Well, you can follow us on, on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, L.A. County Civilian Oversight Commission, and certainly our website at coc.lacounty.org. Take a look there, get on our mailing list, and we hope that uh, folks will engage with us. We have community meetings all the time, and we are powered and fueled by the community, so we hope that you all will join us. Indeed, indeed. And Attorney Hicks, any um, closing words or insights that you wanted to provide? I always close any of these types of discussions, uh, no matter where I am, with stressing the importance of jury service um, and stressing the importance that we as a community make sure we don't dodge jury service. We don't throw our subpoenas away because you never know what case you're going to be on. And it could be, you know, a case that involves these precise issues of deputy gangs or excessive force. And so I always try to close with reiterating the importance of jury service. Yes, indeed. Do not dodge that jury notice when you receive it in the mail. And uh, we need people just like each of you serving on juries and committing to that process. So today we have um, had a great conversation about the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Oversight Commission and some of their, their how they came about, some of their key initiatives, what they're working on now. We definitely look forward to bringing them back. Um, and thank you again, Attorney Brian Williams, Attorney Jamon Hicks. Keep up the great work and you're always welcome Um, to the KBLA Talk 1580 family. So have a great Saturday. And as we close out, I leave you with the words of a birthday we celebrated this week, Um, Danny Glover, actor Danny Glover. He said, we have to be that wedge that drives the question and asks the hard questions. And certainly... Attorney Williams, Attorney Hicks, they are part of that wedge that are asking the tough questions through their work on the Sheriff's Commission along with other, or Sheriff's Oversight Commission along with others. Up next, we have Cassie Betts. Um, she's new to our KBLA Talk 1580 family, and she is knocking it out the park with her show, Talk Tech to Me. I've learned so much already, and I look forward to tuning into her show. So make sure to grab your coffee, your tea. Download that KBLA Talk 1580 app and keep listening because um, Cassie Betts has some great information with you about the world of technology now. Um, We always appreciate you listening to The Legal Lens Show. Hope you'll tune in again next Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we have our replay on Sundays at 1 p.m. And you can follow me throughout the weekend. I am Angela Redock-Wright. And I'd love to get your thoughts, hear your comments, hear what you'd like to hear on the show. Um, But give us a follow and also follow us on KBLA on all social media channels. Have a great Saturday and a great weekend, folks. And remember to be kind to someone. It's time for the legal list show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal list show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal list show. Come on, let's go. It's time for the legal lens. It's time for the legal lens. Go.